0: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions
1: apply. <laughs> You're out of order. You're back. You're out of order. <laughs> what are you <we> talking about? <laughs>
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Writer's House on Ringer I Hope you're all safe and well. We recorded this before this week's Champions League game, so the Stadio boys will cover those on Thursday's episode. Today, we're going to talk about Arsenal and Crystal Palace after the draw at the Emirates on Monday, plus some flowers for Mo Salah and Sadio Mane, and a little bit on England's two-game stadium van. And my guest is Mr. Ryan Hun, Rilo Ren, a.k.a. <laughs> How are you, right?
1: I'm right, thanks, Ray. How are you? I'm really good, right? Yeah. Um, Chance to Flo. Flo couldn't be here. Flo, no, a little, yeah. little tech issue, but she's going to be on yeah. in a couple of weeks instead. But, um, no worries, man. It's, it's Flo's birthday, birthday as well, wasn't it? it? Yeah, Flo's birthday yesterday. Yeah, Happy birthday, man. Flo. Shares it with Emma Hayes. Hey, Emma Hayes. That's good, eh?
0: Yeah.
1: So it's a shame because I thought we were going to do an hour on the Balloon League, right? <laughs> <laughs> the Balloon World Cup. <laughs> the Balloon. <laughs> Did you see that? No, I didn't oh see my God. Talking about it. Well, tell me about it. Oh, so uh, I think these. These brothers in, in quarantine like did these TikTok videos where they kind of mm. had the balloon league. It was just keeping the balloon in the air at home. Yeah. And then uh, Gerard Piquet's media company like turned it into an actual world championship. <laughs> <laughs> oh it was the first one last week. And uh, I've, Peru, seen it? Peru beat Germany in the final. It was wild. I want to see it. I haven't seen it. I want to <laughs> yeah, see it. It's really good. It's a bit carnage. Uh, how's the game work? What's happens? Just keep the balloon in the air. Can't touch the ball.
0: <laughs> I remember when me was younger, me and, me and my brother used to do the balloon. Yeah. We used to play the balloon thing and keep the balloon up. I used to love
1: just keeping the balloon up. Yeah. Just kicking I it used up to, I used to do time. balloon kick-ups, yeah. But there you go, man. We could have... I'm right it could have been something we could, could have, have been, been something. a balloon chance. maybe they'll do like a balloon uh, you know like they do the football legends by the side thing yeah they do, do like <laughs> <a> balloon <laughs> the <laughs> the legends
0: it's funny because like the margins in that as well so are people diving all over the place
1: yeah. and they you know they've got helmets on It's so all very like you know safety is a priority
0: wow margins <laughs> talking about margins I watched because one of my favourite films I didn't watch it all but you know when you just blast to a bit in it hmm um, cause I just, I just think it's easily for me the best sports speech, uh, motivational speech, dressing room ever in a dressing room, and it's any given
1: Sunday, Al Pacino. It's. I was gonna say, it's man, it's been a, it's been a while since you mentioned that on here.
0: Yeah, it's been an inch, and it's funny because I, I was flicking through what I was gonna watch the other day, and I couldn't come up with anything, so I watched a bit of that just for the the margins. The margins. <laughs> <laughs> and what the margins mean and what an inch means. Um, but like, you know, I just I just I just loved. You know what I I think about is would I be able to deliver that monologue?
1: I <laughs> if I was an well, actor. So
0: if you can't deliver that monologue, you cannot say surely you want to act, because all those people in the dressing room, all the people, what we can't see behind camera, everything, and Al Pacino's delivering that, um, one inch speech. It's just, I, I just love watching when those things happen in, in, in films, simply because I'm thinking, my God, he must practice for that and, and got the vibe for it and knew exactly how to deliver it. It was just, when I watch it again, it, it makes me feel like, I want to go. Well, dude, you got,
1: on, t- you got, you got TikTok now, innit? So why don't you do uh, you should do, should, you should, should do, do, do like a, a series of righty reenacting classic Al Pacino moments in movies. (laughs) You could do one. When I, when I come over, we'll reenact the end scene in Heat. And I'll just be, I'll just be like laying there being like, told you I wasn't going back there. And you'll just be like, yeah, we'll go to Heathrow and do it (laughs) at the end of the runway. We we
0: could do it. We could do it. I could do, yeah. could do some Scarface. Yeah. Do some Carlito. (laughs) (laughs) What's it? Um, But like, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. You know something, right? It's the first time, um, this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, I've had I've, I've always had to work on one of those days, and it's the first time I think it's five years that I've not had to do anything on both of those days. Wow! And I took the girls to took the girls to see um, James Bond again because um, obviously I'd seen it. Did they like? And it? And I thought, yeah, I could take the girls because I've seen it, so I don't need to worry about it. So I can just like go to sleep. I couldn't go to sleep because it's too good. I really urge people to go and watch it. It's just so good. Um, all the characters and everything. And again, like I really love that film. Daniel Craig, well done, my friend. Aww. Well done.
1: Do we have to talk about? Oh gosh, man. There was a game on Monday night.
0: <laughs> Can I tell you the game on Monday night, which I was really looking forward to. Um It's a really strange one for me, Ryan, because like I said, yeah, I was going to the-
1: ask you about this. Yeah.
0: It's a weird one because there's a generation of maybe a couple of generations of um, Palace fans who just see me talking about Arsenal, but don't understand uh, the, the, the yeah, you know the, the history of it. So I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it again, but they have got to understand that I was voted Palace player of the century for a reason. Um, and you know something, it's still one of casually, the casually just
1: that, it? It's just, casual. just I man, to, you know, I, oh, and sorry, sorry it's it's me. one of those you yeah, but me? right. <laughs> me, 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 like, the, what? The player of the season,
0: me. Uh, player of the century, sorry, me. The player of the century. But what it what it makes me do? It makes me realise that there's a, there's a certain Palace fan that will always appreciate and know what that club means to me. But um, you know it's it's really tough. But you know because I don't genu- I genuinely do not know who I want to win that game. You know what I mean? So obviously, you know it becoming it it being a draw. Mm. Um, yesterday with Patrick and the way he set that team up, Ryan, they were brilliant without Wilfred Zaha. Remember they, I think mm. it's, without Wilfred Zaha, I think they've lost 18 out of 23 games and they should have won that game. They were s- more organized. They were, they were just more in, they were invigorated. They knew that they had us on the run and you know, the way we started the game, right. I thought, okay, here we go. But we just, we just, we can't, we can't force ourselves on the team. We can't, we stopped closing down. We backed off. We gave them the impetus to come at us. And, but for poor final balls and and poor passings and poor decisions from Palace, could have easily gone in 2-1 down, maybe 3-1 with the way it went, right? We we were very fortunate in that game.
1: We were. I mean, I was going to say something before we get into the serious, serious Mm -hmm. uh, dissection of the game so um many people will know my good friend through the podcast southampton rob mm. uh, he lives near crystal palace he sent me a text yesterday afternoon saying i just seen zaha on my road casual and i wrote lovely stuff and then he texted me just after kickoff saying he's not playing tonight now it wasn't me, <laughs> 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 it's not me. it wasn't me Oh my gosh. um but yes, so Arsenal are a—they um, can be an odd football side, a very odd football so side. So I remember I wanted to kind of like take a little take a little walk down mm. there back to after the first game of the season against Brentford when um, mm-hmm. obviously there was a lot of uh, um, there was a lot of pain on social media from yeah. from Arsenal fans about you know what are we anymore is this mm-hmm. is this what we've got all to look forward to all season and I remember saying that like. Well, first of all, that, pa- that that result against Brentford hasn't actually aged that badly, no, I don't think. No, but also, well. Arsenal were all over the place in terms of getting players back. Remember, Erdogan hadn't signed yet. Mm. And you were
0: very excited about Arsenal, what we were going to do.
1: Well, I was, it wasn't necessarily excitement. It was more like, there's no real point worrying about this out. yet, yeah. because yeah. there are a lot yeah. of players coming in who are going to be the kind of part of the team, let's say, you know what, six new players in the summer? Yeah. I know that a lot of people will be like, well, how much time does Arteta really need? But it's almost like that this team for the first time is like purely his team now because they managed to Mm. clear out some people. They've got a load of new people in who clearly he rates. Mm. And um, I remember writing saying that, you know, as good as Arsenal can be or as fun as this is, like this is going to be a, this is essentially a developing team and they're going to have moments where they drop the ball for want of a Mm -hmm. better term. And I think as a fan base, it's kind of like you have to shift your parameters a little bit because you can't just, it's its really difficult just to go from being out of Europe to bouncing back into the Champions League, for example. It's like you have to view it in incremental steps, which I think is really hard. Like patience in a fan base is super difficult. But I think there is a core group of players here who are worth getting invested in. Um, but there are going to be moments Numerous, numerous moments, I think, for a while where you have, you have results like the Palace result. Mm. And actually, I'm really 50-50 about it because there were obviously visible problems there in terms of how Arsenal played. But also, that's like four, four games without a win at home against Palace now. Mm. They're not an easy team. So that's like my little zen head <laughs> disclaimer out of the way. But in mm. terms of like getting into the game itself, a really weird thing that happens with Arsenal where flew out the blocks took the lead really mm-hmm. early on and then just, just dropped just, back just stop. just stopped there was a really interesting thing that someone wrote it might have been between the posts online mm-hmm. um, a comparison between Arsenal's pass map when they were ahead compared to where it was mm-hmm. when they were chasing the game mm-hmm. and it was like another 30 yards up the pitch and it kind of seemed that as soon as Arsenal scored they just let Palace just have it off. they backed off there was no like applied pressure.
0: Yeah, that's this is yeah, but right. This is what I'm saying about um, they. It it almost felt for me um, with Arsenal that it was they were hoping that Palace were gonna misplace pass rather than harrying and rushing people into mistakes. Like we saw what they done to us, like Conor Gallagher done to us. Mm. My God, he was amazing. What they done to us? Because there was one state. I was I done the game yesterday for the Premier League, and I was watching it. and I said why is a Bamiyang that deep when we really ideally need to start putting them under pressure? A Palace side that are, without playing as well as they're playing under Patrick, passing out from the back, Conor Gallagher's energy, you know, Odson, Edward Ben Teke looks revitalised. IU's always going to cause you a problem. Without the way that they're playing under Patrick Vieira, we can't, for some reason, beat Palace. So there was nothing that Arsenal could do, even if they scored that early, what would make me say, why are you sitting back and letting them come back onto you? This isn't Roy Hodgson's Palace that do not know how to progress the ball. This Mm is Patrick Vieira's Palace, who have been behind against West Ham away from home and come back, scored two goals. Same with Leicester. Their league position and the results they've had, it doesn't reflect
1: how well they're playing. But they're definitely like a, a work in progress, aren't they? Massive work in progress. but. You're so organised, Ryan. But that's the thing. Like the change from under Hodgson is massive. I think something like their average possession per game is like jumped by twenty yeah, percent or something. isn't Wild. It? That is the first kind of indicator show, uh, that shows like how different an approach this Palace side is taking to games. Yeah. under under Vieira than under Hodgson. He's
0: litting a bunsen burner under people like like Benteke. Yeah, I mean his Benteke
1: it was brilliant but I don't think, do he, should you have, think he shouldn't have been allowed to, to get like, but, right do you not think
0: the touch and this is what I'm saying with the margins and the same with Ben White for the second goal I felt like again like I'm talking about the, any given Sunday and I mentioned the margins there was a time and as I talk about it with finishing right the goalkeeper or the defender against certain players you're waiting for the poor touch so yeah. as it can give you an extra yard to come out and in both instances for the goals there was a touch that ben teke had that was too that was too heavy mm. gabriel he hesitated and obviously then you know ben teke was able to get the next touch and then finish it very well same with with ben white at some stage someone's got to commit themselves and make a challenge mm. because like Edouard, Odson, edward he, he, he you could see him he was getting the ball into a position where he wanted to shoot and ben benjamin just like Benjamin <laughs> just backed off. And I'm thinking, those are the margins. And, and I'm thinking to myself, I remember I sent a, 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 a text to, to Roscoe saying, We're going to lose this mm. because I couldn't see how we were going to try and keep the ball to then put them under the pressure after we'd scored. Because after we'd scored, and then listening to Mikel saying, Yeah, he's happy with the way we came out in the second half, I wasn't because mm. I didn't see anything change.
1: No, I didn't think they were that good. You know, even me.
0: when um, Sambi Lukonga came on, he looked a little bit. He didn't look as sharp with his passing. He got the ball and he ambled it out there. He was the one who got caught for the second goal. We just looked again like we got, went into that place of, of of apprehension, slow passing, not enough movement, and you know just giving the impetus to the to, to Palace and they took it. They, they you know they should have beat us. Should have won.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think for the first goal, for the Benteke goal, yeah, Gabriel needs to do more there. Like he needs to do more. I think he's. He's a good defender, Gabriel. And I think mm. that, you know, good defenders of which I am not. So I have to, uh, you know, obviously watch what I say. But there's, there's a tell when you know someone is about to kind of pull the trigger. Yeah. And if that coincides with a, with a poor touch, that gives you an extra split second to set your feet and to at least get your body in the way from it. I'll tell you yeah. as a master, it actually was John Terry. John Terry was yeah. an absolute yeah. master at spotting the point where a defender yeah. was going to, uh, where a striker was about to like go for it. Martin Keown as well. Keown, Martin yeah. Keown, Keown. Keown. And I know that there's a bit of a cliche kind of like, get your body in front of it. It's not that. Yeah. Like, you know, Maldini was a master at it and he could tell and nip in when, yeah. when players were about to kind of release. The Ben White one, Benjamin White one, I have mm-hmm. a little bit more sympathy for because I just think that sometimes the classic NBA analogy, like good offense beats good defense. And I actually don't think Arsenal were in that bad a setup. I don't think, I know Ben White's backing off him a little bit, but I think that's due to the way that the ball is, the, the way that the field is kind of broken. Like he actually did quite well in allowing players to, to get back in because Arsenal were outnumbered temporarily when, when Palace broke through, I think. I think it was just Arsenal were like two on three and then LeConte mm-hmm. managed to get back in.
0: Mm-hmm. Luisi was coming out around the backside. Yeah, and as Gallagher,
1: well. was, Gallagher had like carried on his run as well. If you actually like freeze it when Edwards on the edge of the box, Arsenal aren't in a massive. They aren't. They ain't in massively bad shape. If you have that, if you saw the view behind the the the, the strike, mm. there is a slight moment where I think like Edouard does this. He he's quite clever here because I think he spots that Ben White's balance is slightly off. Slightly ben, off. ben White is slightly slightly on his heels because the strike essentially just he uses. White as a bit of a decoy, decoy yeah. He covers, yeah, from yeah. Ramsdale. This and it's, is what it's, people, it's an amazing yeah. strike, though. I mean, it's this a is great the thing, strike. Like, but I think Ben White could White could have potentially <laughs> done a little bit better. But also, it's just it's one of those strikes that you're just like, actually, fair fucks. Sometimes, yeah. But sometimes the thing with right they will pull that out.
0: They will pull that out. But like, they're going to pull that out if they're getting closer. Of course, they are. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, he's trying to get close Because for me. Take, what I don't want there is Ben White to get closer to me. And the problem I've got with it is is that when he picked that ball up, at no time does the gap between him with the ball and Ben White backing off get closer in Ben White's favour. Mm. And I think that the closer he's getting towards the penalty box, it's just because of what I've seen. Like I say, I see it in training with Boldy, with Tony, with with Mart- Martin Keown. They get their bodies in. If it means you have to get you closer and then let them do something to beat you, Mm. let them do something to beat you. Because what happens is, is that there's no way odson Edward doesn't think, well, I can shoot now Mm. because the gap doesn't get any smaller.
1: No, there is no real gap.
0: No, because like for me, at, at some stage, Ben White's got to say, well, I've got to, I've got to engage him. Yeah. And so w- when he took the shot, he was in the box.
1: Yeah, I think that's the only thing. If, but I think Ben White did pretty much everything spot on, apart from. Do you think Mabee. he held him
0: up enough? Did he hold him up enough?
1: I think he did initially, but then I think, like you say, I think he probably. If if I reckon if if, if White looks back at that this morning, I think he'll he'll be like, he'll pinpoint the point where he's like, Maybe that's I should be engaged then. then. Yeah. But and I, I, do you know what? I feel really sorry for Aaron Ramsdale because he didn't have a mm. chance. I don't think no. really, and he no. had. He had made some unbelievable saves. My early God, on. that, that was... save,
0: that save from Gallagher in the in the first half, just before half time. Where I'm not goes joking. Bodies, like, honestly, <laughs> he actually, you actually see him when the ball goes out yeah. to Conor Gallagher. You actually see him take a peep over the bodies. I
1: know.
0: Did you see that? Yeah. He takes a peep over the bodies. He hits it, and he got across there. And I, I've got to say. I am so happy with him. People were trying to say, well, goalkeeper, like yesterday I was with Glenn Murray, Steve Bone, they were saying, goalkeeper. I'm saying, well, not really, not from there, simply because for me, the gap should have been tighter. And by the time he's hit it, and he's hit it, he's not laced it, he's kind of hit it knuckily. Yeah. Because, and it kind of flew flew in. It really flew, didn't it? And like you're thinking to yourself, well, how comes Ramsdale didn't get it? But that's what happens with these balls. If you catch them like that, they literally fly. And so, he was close enough and the power beat him but I was thinking again he's made some saves where you're thinking he's he's getting better man
1: yeah he really like, is some of the
0: passes just say some of the passes what he was doing out
1: of the out from his area the thing that I've been quite impressed with him is that he seems to have learnt like he had that one error against Spurs mm. where Xhaka managed to get out of trouble he seems to be comfortable enough that like if nothing really isn't if, if there is if if theres nothing on he'll just go long yeah, he doesn't yeah, change his mind, do. and I, and I think that's quite Edison quite City does yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I can remember a quicker, redemptive arc in a football terms than from a signing to mm. a few months later, because a so, load, sure. so many people were just like, "Why are you spending twenty five million on yeah. a backup keeper?" Mm-hmm. When anyone with anyone who had half an eye on Arsenal would have known that if it hadn't been this season, it would have been next season that he would have been mm-hmm. the first choice. So you're buying yeah. a potential first choice goalkeeper sure. yeah. in yeah. a year's time. I think that progress has happened sooner than Arsenal probably would have imagined.
0: Now, I was speaking to to Glenn Murray, and Glenn Murray's saying, it's a lot of money. And I said, listen, we're talking about a, what a 24-year-old, right?
1: Could be there for who, over a decade.
0: Right. A 24-year-old who's already had two seasons in the Premier League. Yes, he's gone down, but the experience that he's had at 24 can only make him better. He's in the Arsenal first team at twenty four.
1: He's been in the England setup occasionally. He's like, been in
0: the England setup. We're talking about somebody that if he had two seasons where he didn't go down and we probably might not get someone like him. We probably don't get him. I think it's a blessing.
1: I do. I'm not sure if it's Arsenal specifically, but I do think sometimes football clubs are kind of damned if they do and they're damned if they don't when it comes to signings. Arsenal have been criticised for spending too much money on players later in their careers. But before that, people were were, were kind of criticising Arsenal for not spending enough money on experienced players. Then Arsenal actually finally have probably their most clearly defined window in a long, long time And people Mm are like, whoa, why are they spending all this money on like a 23-year-old or a 22-year-old or a 21-year-old and oh, they've spent the most in the Premier League. But Mm -hmm. but yeah, they needed to actually. They needed to to. and they've bought potential and they've bought for the long term.
0: It's the ceiling of these players. Yeah, and
1: they've bought players that if they don't work out, Mm. they actually have assets that can generate income which Arsenal's transfer policy hasn't. I mean, the, the amount that Arsenal have recouped in transfer funds over the last probably decade Compared to the yeah, likes was, of some of the other top teams, has been has yeah. been pretty poor.
0: Yeah,
1: I think already he's he's proved himself to be good enough it's, to what, to, to be an Arsenal an goalkeeper.
0: More than he's it's, it's number one for yeah. me, without even, even thinking.
1: Sorry, I know I'm rambling a bit, but one thing I was thinking oh. through the game last night was, or after the game actually, was whether with Arsenal not playing midweeks mm. anymore, obviously Mikel gets a lot more time with them on the training ground. And I was wondering whether maybe the, like, the signs of le- like, a bit, being a bit lethargic or passive might have been maybe down to
0: the him not having so film. much of
1: them through oh. the international break. Because yeah, also but then he you, was away, wasn't he? Because there was like, yeah. like pictures of him at the Dubai Expo and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, but I, 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 thought, that, I, I thought that this was the, the sharpest I've seen a Yang start. Did you see the, yeah, he was, the work <laughs> he
1: was putting into that so, game? It, uh, I think it was Jason Concepcion was just like, yeah. headband over is different. <laughs>
0: Like, and over is like, on some sauce, bro, because like to the point where I was thinking, over, 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 you know, you want to you, you just slow down, just slow down. But then you looked at it and then you, you, you watched the way Arsenal kind of, once we scored the goal and it was a fantastic goal, the way sorry, he finished babe. that. He's, he's, his awareness and his finish, It was just brilliantly instinctive and, and what he's all about. If you get that ball in, in that box. And... <laughs> I was saying to myself, why aren't we keeping Oba as high up as possible? Mm. Get the guys behind him to start pressing Palace at source. Let Palace play out. Let them try and play, play through a press. Because there was certain instances with Palace where, whether it was Macarthur or Milivojevic, or, they weren't quite getting that pass in. It weren't quite happening. So you just needed to be tight enough on them to take advantage of, of the mistake what may come but I think what we done was we kind of dropped off and said right let them have possession and we'll try and see if they make a mistake in possession then we'll do it rather than forcing them into one because what I saw with Palace is that they got more and more confident as the game went on I thought Joel Ward at right back Tariq Mitchell at at at, um, left back were unbelievable we couldn't get past them Kieran Tierney was like anonymous in that game you know, in the end, we kind of like, they kind of pushed on. You could see Conor, Conor um, Gallagher, if it was Partey going in or if it was Erdogan going in, whoever it was, it was going, he was following them in and making it very difficult for Arsenal to play out. Mm. And then what we done, we slowly just retreated more mm. and more, even more so when we scored. And so I was thinking to myself, we're talking about a Palace team that are different. They're thinking to themselves, oh, we're growing in this game. It's going to be a matter of time and only for some loose passes and that in the first half where Palace could have had a lot more opportunities on our goal. And I tell you, I'm worried, right? Simply because from the first three games, I think you expect us to not get too much out of Chelsea and Man City. I wanted more from Brentford and it's always like you say, that would probably age well, the Brentford result, mm. when you see how they've how they've gone on to to do very, very well. But then the, the Norwich and Burnley I was happy with. Tottenham obviously was over the moon. Brighton, I was kind of like, I don't mind if we're not going to play well, but we should be able to, against a team that's organised, still have our plan where we're going to try and close them down, win the ball, and then our key players, whether it's Saka, Erdogan, Emma Smith-Rowe, Pepe if it's Pepe, whatever it is, Um, can still do their stuff, Ryan, because at the moment, a a good organized team against us, for some reason, we're not breaking them down. We're not closing. We're not forcing the issue. And I thought Palace were very good without their main man. They were excellent. Patrick have got them going. And it's really strange because I was really nervous for Patrick because I, it's a great result for me, 2-2 in the (laughs) end, because I was happy for Patrick. I'm happy for Palace. And I'm obviously very disappointed for, for Arsenal because if we're going to beat them, I want to beat them in a way where, well, they didn't have a chance against us, hmm. but in the end we were lucky to get a point. Yeah. And I want, I'm, it just makes me think what, what are we doing in, on the training? Why we can't force ourselves on the opponents? What are we doing? What, what, what aren't we doing? Why, where's the confidence gone and why is it leaving us when we get a goal? And it didn't leave us against Tottenham. Why is it leaving us?
1: I mean, that was, maybe that's just the, the added element of it being a derby, which it shouldn't be, oh. because Palace essentially technically is still a London it's derby. A derby. yeah. But I think we're going to learn a lot from Arsenal over the next few games in the league, because the good thing about this is that they haven't got long to wait. Villa at home Friday.
0: That's going to be a tough game, right? It
1: is going to be a tough game. We could be sat here next week talking about how amazing Arsenal were against Villa. We don't know. I think that the Villa game, the Leicester away game, mm. uh, and the Watford at home, three really key games because they're three yeah. games against three very different sides but they're three games that Arsenal should in theory at least be getting what seven points to one
0: yeah but the thing is you, you say that Ryan I look at Leicester and Leicester against a, a Man United side full of like we saw it more than anything there if you know no closing down no real no real idea of what they're doing and Leicester against us with us trying to I don't know back off even when we've scored, is not good for us. Leicester are too well organized. Because I know Liverpool, I'm, I'm not even frightened. Because if I'm being totally, I can't see us getting anything from a Liverpool with arguably the best player in the world at the moment playing for them in Mo Salah.
1: Oh, I thought you were gonna play pay Musa lip service there and be like Curtis Jones, <laughs> Curtis Jones, best player in the world, Let's number eight.
0: <laughs> Can I just just quickly, yep, like the, the Macarthur. Challenge on Oh Bacayo's Yeah, we haven't talked f- about this. Right, Ryan. I've got to say, I literally fucking lost my shit at the Premier League yesterday. Because as a footballer, you know there's always some player that you might just think, I want to kick him if I get the opportunity. And the way this ball came to James MacArthur and the way Bacayo went to meet the ball to kick it, for James MacArthur to continue without any hesitation in fucking launching him, right? He should have been sent off. Should have
1: gone, yeah, right, there's absolutely. Because no he doubt could about actually
0: that. see. Because there's, there's, there's. Sometimes you could see where someone's getting ready to kick, and then a player comes at the last minute, Ryan, mm-hmm. and then you catch them. B- bang! You could see it. But he saw him kick the ball because the ball's in front of him, yeah. and he didn't pull out from from kicking him. And, and now Bakayo Sako's out, might
1: miss Friday, and they didn't send him off. Thing is, it wasn't even like a uh, down to interpretation. No. Um, even in real time, as soon as exactly. you saw it, I was just like, how the nah. fuck is he still on the field? Yeah. Footballers have lightning fast reactions. Mm. So quick, right? But Karo Saka has hit the ball at like what? Chest height? Cleared it away? Easily. He went, went up for it. Yeah. So the ball's gone. So Yeah. So you can, you, you pull it's out. Like, you've or You've got you, to pull he, out. Yeah, and you, he, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He kind of, he commits to it and follows through with it. And, it was it was really nasty. Like it really was a nasty, nasty one,
0: yeah. And and you know what? It's to to get a kick like that, it's fucking. You can see hurt, I, I, when he when the, he's walking leg, off. I said like, he's, he's fucked, I said yeah. he's not coming back. Oh. Right when he when he came, he came. I said and he, he, he didn't come back out for the second half because you have got to talk about the strike. That strike was he's full. He was going for a full volley. What do you think, Patrick? Took him off for in the end. Took him off. He should have been sent off at some stage. He pulled down Emil Smith-Rowe, you know, and Saka got pulled down, um, got booked for, like, tripping somebody when they was going through. He got tripped. Because, like James MacArthur pulled out Emil Smith-Rowe, didn't book him, and then he, he he was able to get away with that. So you think to yourself, like I said to them last night, why does Dermot have to come out here and, 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 like, whitewash the mistakes? Why can't Peter Scott come out and explain to us why that wasn't ascending off so as we could say, oh, I see what you see. As much as Palace deserved to win that game, you know, where's, what's the officials doing? I'm not saying, Graham Scott, Scott, sorry, not Peter Scott, Graham Scott.
1: Yeah, Uh, It's like the
0: other day I mentioned, I just, I keep, I'm getting names wrong. I said Christian Father instead of Lucian. It's just like, I think to myself, oh my God, why have I said Christian? Why have I got Christian in my head? It's really strange because I've done the Premier League yesterday, done the game. And I was nervous. I, while I was talking, I felt like I was talking like this. And I, when when, he, when Steve Bell was asking me the questions, I just felt like all the stuff that I had, I was going, yeah, because they've done this and they've done that. And, I, and what I have to, what's going to happen is palace has been drawing. And I remember Roscoe sent me a message saying, why, what, what's wrong? Why are you speaking so fast?
1: <laughs> I'm not shouting. Why are you shouting? What are you shouting for?
0: We're to, it's like I was trying to get all my knowledge into the first answer. And that's something that, again, when you're doing it, you feel like live to all those people what's going on and you just feel sometimes the nerves just kick in. I've not yeah. been doing it for a long time but then the nerves kick in and I think it was the nerves of it being Palace and Arsenal. Can we have, have a little two minutes with Liverpool and Mo right? Salah being the best, best player
1: in the world at the moment oh, because this, this is right. we're going flowers we're going more flowers.
0: I have to give him flowers simply because I remember I remember sitting on match of the day talking about and I've got, to, I've got to say as well even before I keep getting cooked for stuff that comes <laughs> back I remember getting cooked for Vardy when Vardy when they when when Leicester all those years ago beat uh, Man United like 5-3 Vardy's just like ripped them to shreds and I said if this guy you know come out of the non-league for a million pounds and now he's here if he carries on like this this is an England international this guy's going to score goals in this league cooked you know I mentioned about Ollie and his his tactics and what he's doing Cooked. I remember saying about, <laughs> I got cooked, saying about Mo Salah gives me messy vibes. Cooked, right? I've seen Messi score, I've seen <laughs> see Mo Salah score two goals, one against City, one against Watford, that are Messi esque. I'm just saying what I'm seeing.
1: Mm. Like, catchphrase, say what you see. Say what, you see. Say, say what you see, baby. What's Mr. Chips doing? <sighs> well, he's actually, he should be closing down a little bit more. Mr. <laughs> 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 actually but we were talking about Mo Salah and we, yes. we we give him some props on Stadio let's give him props again should we do wait, yes. but also Stadio mm-hmm. Mane has to get love third African player you know, to score 100 Premier I've got League
0: goals you, I've got a quiz question quick on. one for you right so there's three players now so Stadio Mane's one there's two other players who've got to 100 Premier League goals without a penalty do you know who they are?
1: let me think without a single penalty without a penalty Shearer used to take him. Yeah, you didn't. Oh, you? No, no, no. I, I did. did. I, saw, I, I saw it
0: yesterday. Fucking sixteen penalties. Jesus Christ! Oh, my fraud. <laughs> so that means only only ninety seven was
1: only ninety seven should have counted. <laughs> Panean right? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, I should have looked at this because I was reading the article. No. Do you want to know? Yeah, go on, tell me. Okay. Les Ferdinand
0: Emil Heskey. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unless Ferdinand scored a goal that they took off him, he should have 150. They took a goal off of him; it came off his chest or something, and they said it came off the defender. He should have 150 Meanie. Premier League goals.
1: The FA are mean. You know what I mean, you're all meanies. All right, so we've given them fouls on Writers house before. These two, yes, should we give yes. them some
0: more? I think we should because you know I think it's been a <laughs> is it a perfect storm for Liverpool because you look at it now. And we know that Liverpool have to sell someone, had mm. to sell someone, to finance the next um, to the the Liverpool dynasty, right? So because of pandemic, they don't get sold. So now you've got Mo Salah getting ready to sign a new deal. It's funny because I had to answer a question on it last night, and I'm saying, yeah, but you can't sign people on what they've done. And I thought, oh God, have I started?
1: Oh, oh. I haven't started. Anything. Oh no, I'm going to get cooked again. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get cooked.
0: Um, but then I thought to myself, because I, and I said, uh, the reason why I said that is because you have to look at Mo Salah, and I wasn't saying it oh, don't sign him just because of what he's done. I'm looking at I say, will Mo Salah at 33, 34 be doing what he's doing? And you think to yourself, there's a good chance. There's a good chance. He lives Especially well. You
1: now, you just look at all of yeah. like how, let's say an evolution in evolution in the strikers
0: and the way that they're preserving themselves yeah. and the way they're working. You think to yourself, now, if I, can afford to. You look at Mo Salah now and how he's playing. Will he be doing it in three years time with the way he looks after himself? Probably. Mm -hmm. He'll be doing something. He'd still be doing something. So you think to yourself, yeah, sign him. Same with Mane. You know, who's, where's Mane going to go? Is he going to run his contract down and then maybe leave on a free to go? Where? If you could sign him, I'd probably sign him as well, because you want to keep that going until something of, of, real repute comes along. a player of real fucking top top draw quality comes along and is able to dislodge them I'm keeping those two because they are unbelievable in their consistency
1: unbelievable do you know what I found quite interesting I was watching a mm-hmm. uh, an interview with Jao Felix with the great Louis Miguel, Louis Miguel. from uh, Galazzo on CBS right Jal uh, Felix loves Liverpool
0: does he is it going to happen you see the thing with Liverpool and Klopp. If you're a young player anywhere in the world and you're worth any kind of, worth your salt, you can't not look at Liverpool and feel excited about that. Literally, Anfield, bro. Even just playing yeah, at Anfield. The thing
1: is, though, the thing is, though, the Klopp, Klopp's going to go, isn't he? He's already kind of said, like, I'm going to go. He seems to think he's going to go at the end of his contract, right?
0: Well, well, it's just leaving it for Stevie G. Stevie, Stevie G, G, G man. The but rain. then, the,
1: you, but you've seen it with, with looping this back to... To, to Palace and like like so many of that squad grew up being Arsenal fans. Yeah. Playing under a legend like that helps. Yeah, like people want to go to work every day mm. to work for a legend. That's this what makes the Manchester United thing very very yeah. difficult is that Ole is very popular. So mm. yeah, man, I think that, that I think that can gonna I just gonna say, be, Liverpool can yeah, be fine, man.
0: Yeah, but can I say with just quick, quickly with Man United and the loyalty they have to their legend mm. that is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and he took them through. A period with after Mourinho, which they needed. He steadied the ship. He got it back to how Man United want to be known and want to, and want to perform because those games. What was it? Eleven games or mm. something on the spin. And
1: yeah, then is that, is that record away run as well. That record, yeah.
0: And then you started to see the cracks of well, mm, what's the pattern? How are they playing? Just, mm. Are they any further forward than what they were after those unbelievable eleven games? He did when he first took over. Huh. With exceptional players. You see Greenwood's goal. I know. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. You know, that's just like somebody says, I don't give a fuck about this chaos. (laughs) Look at me. Watch what I'm going to do now. Bam. Fuck the chaos, man. (laughs) I am the chaos.
1: chaos. (laughs) Hey, speaking of chaos, before we get out of here, in case people have missed it, England have got a Mm. two game stadium ban one of which has been suspended for two years or, yeah, deferred for two years. For the crowd trouble that happened on the Euro final. A
0: dark day in English football history. Dark.
1: By now, people will obviously have known what has gone on. The FA has also been fined a 100,000 euros, 84,500 pounds for the disorder. Should have done more. It should be more, I think. I think, think, to be honest, I think this is quite lenient from, from, from UEFA. You
0: know what? What I've been reading when I've read this stuff is that Wembley has always been a soft touch for people who do that um, jigging in stuff. Always been a soft touch. You get to Wembley, you get there, you can kind of jig in. And I think this, for a certain fan, and we know the fan we're talking about, that aggressive, drunk fan who will go there and bully families, bully people. I was in the stadium. Mm. You could see people, you could visibly see people holding their kids. You could see women like crying. You could see the, the, the chaos in there. It was horrible to see. Because Wembley, have got, they've got a history. Mm-hmm. They've got a history of people bunking in and a disruption at Wembley. And I think that the FA, with everything that was going on, totally underestimated the calibre of fan. And people talk about, yeah, well, we have to say, yeah, but the pandemic and people hadn't been out. And then there's no excuses.
1: It's never an, an excuse for, for that. Us. I mean, it's never an excuse well, no for excuses, that. No
0: excuses. No excuses. When you look back at it, Ryan, it was horrible to watch. But you know what's going to happen? Someone's going to go there, they're going to roll out all the big names, big faces and this and that, and they're going to try and say, oh, that was a one-off because of the pandemic, because people hadn't been out, because England were in a final the first time in 55 years. No excuses. There was no excuse for the way people acted. When you saw how our families were treated, people racially abused, stewards, under-policing, and it's not the first time.
1: Happened in the semis as well.
0: The semis. So... I believe that Ryan, for me, should have got banned for more yeah. and we should be playing behind closed doors for longer.
1: Punishments like that, the same with the racial abuse stuff that we've talked about before. Like, there's no point just half assing the punishments. You have to no. make it a deterrent. And yeah. playing one game in the Nations League behind closed doors is oh not my a deterrent. God, it's embarrassing. It's not really a deterrent. I'm
0: pleased about that we're getting recognised because remember, it's only a couple of weeks where we're seeing how they were acting with the Hungarian fans and what was going on and how we were so appalled Oh my God. No, we need to get our fucking house in order. And that's why when things happen, you think to yourself, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to say condemn, condemn Hungary or Bulgaria. We've got the exact same people here.
1: Just that kind of like level of anger and hatred and discrimination in football grounds. There's just no place for any, like there was never really a place for it anyway. There's definitely no place for it now at all. And like people need to feel safe in stadiums. People need to, people need to be able to go to, to a football match. Without fearing that some fucker's going to throw something at them, or like yes. there, there's going to be a load of people like charging the stadium, it's just wild. It's t- it's like 2021. The, the stadium essentially gets overrun on the final of an international tournament. It's bizarre. Yes, I've got to go, Ray.
0: Are you bouncing, brother? Gotta
1: go, yeah. Okay, gotta you got go. bounce out of the house. Got bounce out of the house. Well, well, I'll speak to you. Speak to you soon. I, I heard just I heard just seeing Moose next week.
0: Yeah, Moose isn't. Yeah, me and Moose, um, oh, we're I doing heard. some more. We're doing some more touring. We're doing some more striking out tours. I'm
1: coming over next month and we're gonna hang out. I want some. It's want gonna be so times. cool.
0: I've got so much plans for Have you, yet?
1: bro. I can't wait to see you. I, I, see you
0: man. I might cry. Right, I might I <laughs> no, might be emotional. It. I might I cry. Might cry now. <laughs> uh love you man, take care. Take it easy. I love you, man. Speak to you soon. Okay, thank you everybody for listening to uh Righty's house. Thank you very much to Ryan Hun. Always a pleasure. Listen, guys, like I say, you know, stay safe, stay well, and I will see you again next week. God bless. Take it easy.